Welcome to the Love Never Fails podcast. My name is Jeremy Squires of St. Peter Baptist Ministries Aurora, and I'm glad you decided to join me on this episode. We're now in the month of June, and we've made it halfway through the year. So we have seen a lot and heard a lot, and so today we're going to talk about happiness and our pursuit of happiness in this episode called, I Just Want to Be Happy. Please enjoy. I just want to be happy. This statement has been made countless of times since the world has begun in many different languages by many different people, races, colors, ages, and gender. It doesn't matter. This statement has been made by most every human being. On face value, it's a very innocent statement. But when we really begin to look at what this statement means, many times when this statement is made, It has life-changing effect on the person that says it and the lives of the people around that person. And so today we're going to look at happiness according to what the scripture says and according to how we define it and hopefully get an understanding. Look, when we look at the Bible in the King James Version, happy, the word happy is only in the Bible 28 times. And anytime it's in the Bible, it's defined uh, is, is blessed, prosperous, successful, fortunate, and well off. And so, which means that the way God looks at happiness and the way we see happiness are two different things. Because oftentimes, our happiness is based on what we like, what we don't like, what we get, what we don't get, how things are benefiting us personally, not the world around us. But happiness, according to God, is about his, him smiling upon you, him blessing you, him covering you, him being in your life and intervening in your life. So we're going to look at the scriptures. Um, at first, we're going to look at Philippians, and it's 4, 4, 13, but we'll start at verse 12. And we'll look at Paul talks about contentment, and we'll also go to 1 Timothy chapter 6 when Paul talks about contentment. So let's take a look at Philippians 4. And we will start at verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ with strength in me. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 6. It says this, But godliness godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. All right, so we see the word content, and we see that Paul has instructed us to, he said he can be content, he can be satisfied, he can be at peace in whatever state he finds himself in. Then in in 1 Timothy chapter 6, he was talking about those people that, I'm leading into that verse about people think that godliness, you know, and, and great gain is what makes you godly. 
but he said godliness with, godliness with contentment makes great gain, meaning living holy and learning how to be at peace with what God is doing in your life, be at peace wherever you are, is the great gain. And so nowhere in the Bible does it tell us to pursue happiness. Nowhere in the word of God does it tell us that we'll always be happy with our circumstances and situations. But it tells us we can learn to be content in whatever state we're in. That means that our so-called happiness, our so-called um, happiness has is based on our feelings and emotion. It means that many a times we're pursuing happiness like children. We want what we want when we want it, and that's what makes us happy. And when we don't get what we want, then we're unhappy. And so we're many times like the newborn baby that is fed well, and it's dry, and it's burped, and it's in his mother's arm, but it still is not content. And so they have to do whatever they do to make the baby content. And we have the rocking, and you have the walking, and you have to put it down, you have to put soft music on, all to try to make this baby happy. And it's very frustrating at times for parents. Sometimes they just put the baby down and cut the light off and walk out of the room because they understand, I can't, I've done everything I could. You just now have to choose to be happy. And that's how we have to find ourselves. And we got to choose the happiness. We got to get away from this happiness we're trying to find in feelings and emotions. And we got to tap into the joy in knowing Jesus. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The Bible said if you want joy, you should leap for it. The Bible says that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And so we got to move from trying to look at circumstances and things to be perfect in our life to be happy and then pull on the joy of the Lord that is given us by the Spirit of God, that is given us by knowing who Jesus is. Now, as I said before, that when we see the Bible, in the Bible, the word happens 28 times. And if I, you can check, fact check me, and if I'm wrong, please reach out and I'll, I'll correct that. But it means to be fortunate and blessed and prosperous and successful, well off. And so what it shows me is that according to the word of God, I can be happy or blessed because God has given me everything that I need. He's providing everything I need to, for life and godliness. He's blessing. He's intervening in my life. He's covering me. He's taking care of me. But because of my thinking, because of my mindset, because of my desire, I can be discontent. I can be unhappy. I can be unsatisfied. And the more God does for me, the more he blesses me, I can still choose not to be content. But according to God's word, I am blessed. I am prosperous. I am well off because of what he is doing in my life. But I am choosing to be discontent. We have to move out of this thing of that everything has to be our way. Understanding this, when we make I statements many of times, I want this, I don't like this, I do like this, I don't care, I want. Many times when we make I statements, that means sometimes people are going to suffer because in the pursuit of that I think, we're sometimes overlook someone, abuse someone, misuse someone, neglect someone in that statement of what I want. And it's a very selfish statement many of times. 
So as we begin to look at what we're saying and what we're deciding makes us happy, that is a very immature thing that we're believers are falling into when we're saying, I just want to be happy. Look, this pursuit of happiness can be very, 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 very dangerous because we can find ourselves being never satisfied. We get a new car and a new house, a new hairdo, a new haircut, a new wardrobe. We lose weight. We gain weight. We work out. We um, you know, buy things. We go shopping. We go on trips. We change jobs. You know, we change neighborhoods. We change everything, trying to be happy, only to find out that my happiness is only temporary. That what I like today, I may not like tomorrow. And what makes me happy this year won't make me happy next year. And so we have to realize that our contentment has to be in what God has done for us. Many times on this journey, on our journey of the pursuit of happiness, we have left many casualties and carnage along our road. We left broken hearts and broken spirits, confused loved ones, husbands, wives, children, friends, loved ones, neighbors, co-workers, barbers, beauticians, um, co-workers, jobs, everything we've left on our pursuit of happiness. We've hurt these people and broken their heart and misused them and abused them and neglected them and left them confused because we all decide something don't make me happy and I'm leaving this and I'm leaving that. And so we now have carnage and casualties along our way all because we decided we wanted to be happy. We have to examine ourselves and examine our thoughts and examine what we're doing and thinking when we're saying I want to be happy. Does me wanting to be happy mean someone has to suffer? Does someone have to suffer in my pursuit of happiness? Does someone have to be neglected in my pursuit of happiness? Does someone's heart has to be broken in my pursuit of happiness? Does someone have to go out, go, go, go without because of my pursuit of happiness? That's what I have to ask myself. I got to look in the mirror and say, what is this pursuit? What is driving me to say I want to be happy? What is making me discontent? What is keeping me from being satisfied with what all is happening in my life as a believer? Is it my lust? I'm not talking about lust when it comes to sexual things. I'm talking about a drive of a desire of something that is contrary to what God wants. A drive of a desire for something that I want in my time, when I want it, how I want it, how many times I want it. Instead, of pursuing what God has um, told me to pursue instead of relaxing and rejoicing at what God is doing. We say, I just want to be happy. But I got to make sure that's in line with what God's will is for my life. Because we've told ourselves that God wants me happy. We've told ourselves that God wants me to be pleased. We've told ourselves that God is behind all these things. But many a times, it is our own desire. It is our own will. It is our own expectations. It is our own self-interest that we're seeking. And many times on this journey to being happiness, we're hurting others. 
and we find ourselves over time realizing that it was a pursuit for naught, that we wasted time, that we hurt people, that we misled people, that we that we were didn't enjoy the things that God was doing in our life because it was never enough for us. And every door he opened, we were already looking for something else because I wasn't happy anymore. What we have to do, like the Apostle Paul said in um, Philippians 4 and 13, said, I learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. That's not me accepting mediocrity. That's not being lazy. We're not talking about that never trying to achieve some goals or never trying to move forward. But we're talking about enjoying God's presence, enjoying his salvation, enjoying where God has you right now and allowing him to have his work in your life and allowing him to progress you and move you the way he wants to, not the way you want to. And the only way we can do this and get past this um, this this pursuit of happiness, the way we're doing it, we're going to have to die to our flesh. Because the, the live happiness has hurt too many people. The live happiness has caused us too many, too much damage. The live happiness has caused us not to progress in the things of God. And we got to get past this desire to be happy. We got to be past this desire for everything to go our way and begin to enjoy what God has given us. Because godliness, holy living, with contentment in where God has me, is great gain. Now, we're talking about Paul that was writing, wrote these things as a man in a Roman prison. He wrote these statements. But you are a free person. You are saved. You're saved by you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And you're not under the same persecution that the Apostle Paul is. Many of us are not. And so if he could write that letter, if he could write that and say that in his circumstances, you can look around and look at the blessings and look at what God has done for you. And you and I can learn how to be content in whatever state we find ourselves in. That we no longer will seek happiness, but we will seek and pull on the joy of the Lord. If you're hearing this today and you know you look at yourself and you know, like I, that we pursue some things and happiness and we've hurt some people along the way and made some decisions because we want to be happy and may have hurt others or caused others to suffer or even cause us to suffer, I encourage you to repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you and give you a clear heart and a clear mind to pursue his joy, to be content where he has you and you can go forth enjoying the joy of the Lord. I want to thank you for joining me on the Love Never Fails podcast. I pray that something I said today will encourage you to keep searching for the Lord, keep pursuing Christ, and keep being conformed into the image of his dear son. God bless you. If you listen to this podcast today and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you can pray this prayer and you will be saved. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am a sinner, but you died for me. Jesus Christ, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Congratulations. And welcome to the family of God.
if you prayed that prayer today, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me at loveneverfails.run and let us know that you've made that commitment to Christ. Have a wonderful day. If you or someone you love are having a mental health crisis, please call 1-800-273-8255 immediately.